0: This is the Jazz Violin Podcast, episode 59, and today I'm chatting with Raphael Tristan-Juaville. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. Sorry for the radio silence over the last couple of months. I've just been darting around everywhere, playing gigs and doing musician stuff. So it's uh, the, the podcast took a bit of a backseat, but I'm back, and uh, I've got this excellent episode lined up for you guys today. I'm chatting with Raphael Tristan uh, Jouaville. Artie is a young Paris-based violinist sort of who plays in that style of jazz manouche but he's one of the yeah young musicians kicking around in paris who is sort of helping keep that music alive Um, there is a there is a big group of amazing players kicking around in paris still who do keep that music alive and who do keep that music sort of moving on in a way in some ways but also you know paying real homage to uh, where it comes from and I think that uh, out of everywhere in the world you know, Paris is where that's happening and Artie is one of those people who's making it happen but he's also just a really interesting musician and person to chat to uh, about practicing music about getting better at something uh, so deep as uh, jazz um, by the way if you'd like to support the podcast you can do so via Patreon or if you would like to get involved in any of my teaching you can also get involved with a bunch of that on there as well I run regular jazz violin uh, group workshops, group of practice sessions uh, guided practice sessions that you can get involved in on Patreon if you would like to do so um, I'm also, a bit of news from me is I'm, I've been working on a book of jazz violin exercises uh, that is still in the making, it keeps getting the, it all keeps getting put back but uh, it's uh, still in the making, it's still being written I'm spending a lot of time on it at the moment uh, so, yeah, that's what's going on with me. And please give it up for Raphael, Tristan, Joabino. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'd just be interesting to know, you know, how you first started playing music.
1: But I, um, I started playing music when I uh, was... Uh... For half in a top conservatory in the southwest of France, classical music. And uh, after that, uh, yeah, basically, it's what uh, it was, a violin in conservatory, yeah. classical formation.
0: In the UK, the the word conservatory would usually be uh, when where you go after school. So actually, why don't you tell me what a classical conservatory is like in uh, in France? Where, he, where are you from exactly, did you say? I'm in the
1: south of Toulouse.
0: Of ah, Toulouse. South,
1: near near yes. Spain, in fact. Okay. And there is a school, in fact. Mm-hmm. So it's called conservatoire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you go there uh, when you are young to learn music, mm-hmm. to learn... Uh, to learn uh, uh, to read to write music and also to to play some instruments there is you know I don't know uh how that works in uh how that work in, in UK but uh, you should have kind of the same
0: you know we, it does work it does you do get these places, but actually they 're not as common. I feel like there's maybe one or two in the u k where like you go as as a young person just for music. Really? usually music is found at school at nor at your school so you'll be you 'll go to primary school i'll tell you what happened with me i I was in primary school mm-hmm. and then i uh and then someone came in and said hey we 're going to do violin lessons in school." Uh, mm-hmm. you can try out. So we had to do some weird test where they asked, I think it was like a ridiculous test, really mm-hmm. stupid. Like they, they showed me some notes on a piece of paper and said, which one's a, which one is a musical <laughs> note? It's like, yeah. you just guess. And then they're like, yeah, you win. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, it's different. I, I do think you do get these places, but um, not. I don't think so often. Is it because you you were a musical child. Did you, did you have that, were you that way inclined already before and your parents sent you to the conservatory because of that? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It, no, it's it just, you have the option of it. Um, at some point, there is uh, some, uh, uh, it's called uh, um, uh, Porte Ouverte.
0: Porte Ouverte.
1: Porte Ouverte. So it's, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a day when you go to the school and uh, there is all the teachers and they present you the, all the instruments and you can choose one or stuff like that. And my parents, uh, I have no musician in the f- in the family, so they just thought it was a good idea to for me to uh, to, to learn an instrument. Cool. So they... they Say we we went to that school. I saw the violin and it was really interested to do violin.
0: Um, and so, and you're in this school for how long? What? what yeah, this is when you're really young.
1: During, uh, six
0: years. Six years. So and after from
1: that, I went to Toulouse Conservatoire. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I met a very good. Uh, Romanian uh, violin teacher, and uh, yeah, so I leveled the violin really in Toulouse more than in my hometown.
0: Okay, so you 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 go there when you're what ten years old or something like that?
1: Yeah, ten ten eleven. Yeah,
0: and and that's when you started to really level up as a violinist. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and at this point, you're still playing classical music. Yeah, yeah. Nice to and- my
1: to my phew, nineteen year to my
0: nineteen.
1: Yeah? Okay, in that conservatoire.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice with and- the same teacher. Is that you? You're playing like uh, concertos and things like that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And
1: and every every year you have uh, you have an exam. Mm-hmm. And- you have to play a concerto or etude or stuff like that.
0: And at this point, you don't have any—you don't have any musicians in your family at all. Yeah. So how did you end up finding uh, getting into playing jazz?
1: <laughs> it was funny because it, it was at the end of my studio in that conservatoire. I was playing a uh, Prokofiev concerto, and I was uh, finishing all the stuff and. Uh, I just thought I will relax on on the on the on the river in in the town in Toulouse. So La Garonne, it's called. I just met some musicians and they played some some music in the street, and uh, I found uh, this very interesting. And I was like, um, I want to play with you. And I was quite uh, not capable to to play with uh, them. And uh, that was my first contact with jam, or you know to play some music. And actually, they were, they were playing Django Reinhardt music.
0: And you, you had never jammed before that? You'd never done that? No. 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 So you're 19?
1: Oh, 19, yeah. 19, well, 19 yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was that like? So try to play when you, like, do you remember? Yeah,
1: because, and even, I, I didn't know, I, I, yeah, you I didn't know Django Reinhardt or even Stefan Grappelli.
0: Wow, okay. So
1: because my, my parents were, were not uh, listening to jazz. I was mm. not listening to jazz, so I didn't know anything. And I was like, this is very good music, very interesting. And I was, was trying to play a minor swing. <laughs> and I was trying to, to, to learn the, the theme, actually. Okay. And it was kind of difficult, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny, Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's funny what you say about if you if you don't have musical parents or parents that really, really like music, then often you only know what your teacher teaches you when you're younger, right? So you might not. It's funny that you wouldn't even know Grappelli, um, even yeah. though you've gone through all those years of training because maybe your teacher doesn't want to talk about Grappelli or or something, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. My parents were, were listening to classical music.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, fine.
1: And uh, at some point, uh, see, my, my, my mother was listening a lot of blues,
0: actually. All right.
1: But not for jazz. So, yeah, my, my teachers were, were really in, into classical music and crappily So, well, yeah, that's strange, but I didn't quite heard of, about uh, jazz. or.
0: Uh, so what was your next sort of step then? Do you... Can you remember what happened then? <laughs> How did you then get into it? Did you did you start practicing? Did you find a teacher or the jazz, the jazz?
1: No, I never went to a jazz class. In fact,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I never had a, a jazz class. Okay, it's just by I was really passionate by 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 that music, by gypsy jazz and also uh, rock because I I met another guy. Uh, and he played really good Jimi Hendrix music, and I was uh, starting to play Jimi Hendrix and Django Reinhardt music. <laughs> so in the street, by my own, and uh, and to learn the steam and to learn uh, to improvise, and this kind of stuff. It was also, you know, at the moment or uh, when uh, that was kind of five, six years, no, well, maybe more, but. Like, seven years after the live Avienne ah. of Birelli. Yeah. And at this point in, in Toulouse in France, there was a lot of people starting to play gypsy jazz.
0: Yeah.
1: Way more than today, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there was a vibe. Yes. Of a lot of people starting to play this music. And that was really motivating to play and uh so we played during days and days all along all the, all days and even all night so it was really jam place in Toulouse and really interesting mm. in park in street everywhere in cafe and... it was really nice
0: mm. yeah you know i think it's interesting i think france is a very unique a unique it's- place because there's this history of jazz violin in France that mm-hmm. that is like a, mm-hmm. a sort of ongoing history. It's always always mm-hmm. sort of developing, or, and it has done for a long time. Mm-hmm. And there's not actually many. I don't think there's many places in the world like it. As in, if you, for example, eight years ago, you, or when the, whenever you're saying, I think around the time the Jazz of the Vienne, thing came out if you're in the uk sure there's going to be some people who are playing that music but not as much and and yeah Mm -hmm. i think france is very unique for that you know yeah for a violinist or maybe even maybe not just violinists maybe if you're into jazz manouche in general but i think i think well my i always think about the violin the most i just think like france is very unique for that there's a there's a the culture (laughs) in a way of jazz violin right
1: yeah And you have a lot of guitarists also, so you can be, you can play with, with them and uh, they, they, yeah, always a new guitarist to play with and to to learn
0: some stuff. If you take yourself back to like when you were first getting, you know, you didn't have a teacher, but when you were first getting into playing, playing this music, you know, do you remember what was the sort of your method when it came to trying to get this music out? In a way,
1: first of all, I was not in, I was not uh uh, knowing really well Django Reinhardt and this music, so first of all, I was listening to Django Reinhardt all day long and and all night long, even when I was sleeping. So, like, during the I I just uh, downloaded the integral of Django Reinhardt, you know, and just Listening from every every time, like listening how he played, and Grappelli also of course, and after yeah I, I remember I was I, I saw an interview of Grappelli at some point, and he he tells uh, that in jazz and even in, even more in gypsy jazz. You have to kind of imitate the theme and developing ideas from the theme. So I was thinking it's a very good idea to just start by that and really know the the theme, the song, song and kind of developing the idea of doing a variation of the theme, kind of, you know, I think the first
0: idea i had well that's sounds yeah that 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 sounds great to be honest it's exactly the sort of thing that i i, I agree with i agree with fully it's like listening is the main thing because actually a lot of people they find maybe they want to play a style of music but they mm. haven't listened enough to it so even yeah. if they were to improvise it wouldn't come out in like that way properly yeah you have
1: to listen a lot of course listen. yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Because it's like you sort of learn the l- rules, a lot of the rules, rules, <laughs> uh, by listening. Yeah. You understand what, yeah, you know, yeah. what it all is and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Interesting.
1: I thought when I was jamming for the first time and, and, and playing with this musician, this guitarist, and, and knowing the, the, the music of Django Reynald, that I will do this music, the jazz music, for, 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 for my life.
0: You know, okay,
1: for the rest of my life,
0: yeah, okay, yeah.
1: Toulouse, we have also, yes, that's kind of particular because in Toulouse, we have a great uh, opportunity. Also, we are very, very um, near the festival of Marciac. Uh So, I played five five or six times in the festival of Marciac with great names yeah uh, when i was studying also classical okay, so okay. i was in the orchestra yeah of the jazz uh, festival of marciac okay so i saw um, the feeling of uh, the chillness of uh, of this music and uh, yeah
0: mm. that's really cool because marciac yeah it's like a really good vibe yeah. isn't it it's really chilled and if you're if you're a music student and you're playing the Marseillac and you're seeing all these jazz musicians, you're going to be like, this is, this is what it is. I should do this.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that was when I was like maybe 17 or 16 years old, you know?
0: Okay. That's That's when my
1: cool. first con- In fact, that was my first contact with jazz.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: But I played uh, r- written music, you know?
0: I see. But, yeah, uh, I get you. I get you. Arrangement. Uh, but with some very
1: cool guys like Ambrose, Akin Musaier, guys mm. like that uh, right. uh, yeah. and i didn't know the name yeah,
0: uh, yeah actually
1: i wasn't i don't know this guy but uh, they're really great <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> and i was that was uh yeah it was very cool with orchestra and,
0: uh, yeah um so it'd be interesting to because you know you're that's like your beginnings in a way but actually you know you as a musician you've you've got quite a broad range of styles (laughs) i'd say in your in your playing Mm -hmm. i don't think Mm -hmm. when i hear you play you're not like a you're not a traditionalist in a lot of ways i wouldn't say that you play exactly like Grappelli and you have a lot of sort of more modern influences in the way you play um i mean a couple of things about your playing you you have all of that you have these modern influences you can obviously have Grappelli and and django but also, you have this very big sound as well uh, that is not very—it's not that common in in jazz. Actually, most mm-hmm. al- there's not many, in my opinion. Maybe I don't know. There's not many violinists who keep a big sound and swing, and and and, and that it seems like that's that's a big part of what you who you are as a musician it, it, from the outside. That's what I think. <laughs> is that right? Am I right in thinking that?
1: Yeah, 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 but thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. I tried to do that. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But because when I was um, when I was uh, starting to, to jam and to learn gypsy jazz music and also jazz in general, no, no, it was gypsy jazz music, not jazz. I was studying. I was, so I finished uh, in my in the conservatoire of Toulouse. I finished study of violin. I started in the same conservatoire, study of composition, but classical one first, and after that, contemporary one. So I started I started to, to learn uh, dodecaphonic music from Schoenberg, and after that, uh, more complex uh, music from Messiaen, and after that, uh, or even more complex from Ligeti or Pendereski music. So I had the... This um, very interest in contemporary and music after um, the fifties uh, yeah, 1950 and uh, yeah so that, that it influenced me a lot in my music and also I saw in Django Reinhardt, uh, this he was actually listened to listening to classical music. From the, for this, from this time, from, sorry, yeah, from his time, like Debussy or stuff like that. Well, maybe ten years later, before, but kind of, and he was incorporating this music in his playing. So I was thinking that at, the first, at, at first place that it was a good idea to to do that, like like him or like a lot of jazz player. And uh, Duke Ellington also was doing that, this. I was a lot listening of Duke Ellington. And um, yeah, so I started to do the same kind of uh, research, but in my area. So in the beginning of the 21st century, so... That's, even, that's, I think, even more challenging because the difference is we have now computers that, <laughs> to do music. But, but uh, yeah, that was uh, this confrontation of uh, contemporary music, the gypsy jazz tradition, which I think it's not really a tradition. I, it's I, a
0: tradition
1: I know you mean. for gypsy jazz musician, but... Not, I think, from Django Reinhardt, I think. was doing this by his own.
0: So. I think it is an, that's an interesting point, and it's a point that i yeah, thought about a lot. People talk about the tradition. They go, oh, well, you got to keep it traditional. But, I mean, the tradition is it's not really a tradition. <laughs> no,
1: not at all. started yeah, the in the of,
0: 80s or something, a lot of what yeah, we're the talking about.
1: tradition of swing or Duke Ellington or yeah. Gypsy jazz, not at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like yeah, well, and, Art, and after the others but before Django and Art, uh, there is even not gypsy jazz so no.
0: no i mean a lot of the the the, the people who pe- one might say are traditional started mm-hmm. playing in the 80s <laughs> you know yeah, 1980s exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah um so it is an interesting yeah we sort of we live in like a it's like it's quite a postmodern thing to, to to deal yeah, with yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I guess what people would say when they talk about tradition is what they're probably talking about Django, right? That's what people would yeah, perhaps be that's referring just one
1: to. People, yeah, yeah, from recordings.
0: Recordings, yeah, yeah.
1: of uh, very short, because. They just that doesn't. They just um, didn't have didn't have the 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 possibility to record a longer session. So, mm-hmm. Like in the thirty, the the recording quality was just three minutes. You have to stop because the, the wax or the the, the 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 vinyl. Yeah.
0: Just stop. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so who knows what would have happened after four choruses, <laughs> or whatever?
1: Yeah, I think Django yeah. would have played uh, solos like five minute solos. I think,
0: yeah. I think, I think mm. So, yeah, it's an interesting point. Um, so your you'd say your style is more it's uh it's rather than incorporating like modern jazz, you've you feel like you. you what you, you've more gone down the route of incorporating modern classical music into uh, yeah, yeah, more yeah, of a yeah. traditional, yeah, traditional jazz sort of thing. Is that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And modern jazz also, because after that, uh, I discover uh, the modern jazz actually. The okay. jazz, First of all, I was really yeah. impressed by the music of Duke Ellington. Yeah. That's normal, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and after that, I discover, you know, all the recordings of uh, Winton Marsalis. And,
0: uh... Yeah.
1: And after that, Michael Breaker, for me, was a really big discovery. And But, yeah. And also that comes, I think, from from, from me to play um, Jimmy Hendrix music, actually. All right. Yeah, because in and Hendrix music you have a lot of improvisation and very, very impressive stuff. You have a big sound and you have a lot of um, sounds from kind of contemporary music, you know, it's kind of harsh sound or distorted or kind of minor second intervals with a big distortion and big... end. Yeah. That's kind of Jimi Hendrix style so, and I was a lot of playing that and listening to Jimi Hendrix. So that was kind of natural for me, you know, to to blend um my discovery of gypsy jazz and contemporary music with kind of Jimmy Hendrix uh, behavior, you know. So that kind of
0: yeah. Nice, yeah. It's interesting. Interesting way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, Jimmy Hendrix
1: definitely for me it's like jungle and art, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I can it see that. Brilliant.
1: Big, big, big influence.
0: I can definitely <laughs> see that. Um, what was I going to say? I had... Yeah, you you also... You moved away from France for a bit, right? You lived in Canada for yeah, a time?
1: I lived in Canada for seven years. Seven years, yeah.
0: Okay. You studied in Canada, is that right?
1: Yep. I studied uh, contemporary music. Hmm. Uh, with a very good uh, teacher in uh, Montreal. A French teacher named Philippe Leroux. And, uh, and uh, uh, he teach me a lot of uh, a lot of stuff, and th- this school um, was really great. It was a an university, and it was really really nice. Mm. I learned a lot about Canadian culture, Quebecois culture also, uh culture also, and uh, it was amazing. Yeah.
0: Mm. Cool, and. So I thought that you would... St- I, think, I seem to remember seeing you in Samurai, and you yeah. saying you were going to start at the school of Didier Lockwood. Yeah, no. I, you didn't? No. That didn't happen? No. Were you? But, but you were I going think,
1: to? I was thinking that at, uh, at what point I was thinking. Maybe I should... Uh, because the problem to do stuff by your own is at some point you, you have to to um, uh, to progress in a way, that, but when you don't know how to do, it's kind of complicated. And I was thinking to, to take a class of stuff like that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it was mainly most mainly it was most um, no to 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 meet people in Montreal actually, and they just told me uh this is this is a way to improvise for example on a g7 or stuff like that or if you when you hear that is is this sound of this scale with kind of and that was just like that mm. so i i i went, yeah i was not in
0: uh in school. but yeah okay so you were thinking about it but and then you decided yeah. not to for, for no, okay. yeah okay yeah, I seem to remember talking to you about it, and you were—I I thought you had said that. Yeah, I'm going to the Didier Lockwood school. <laughs> so yeah, maybe maybe I'm yeah. remembering it wrong. But,
1: you know, I had a, I had a, a lot of uh, questioning at some point about uh, yeah about uh, how to perfect, how to, um, to 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 be better in violin and improvisation. And
0: to, mm-hmm.
1: So for so absolutely, this came came out of in my mind, but um, no
0: not in uh, no no and and you saying that actually the way you got through those questions mm-hmm. um is you 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 hung out with other musicians non not violinists just other jazz musicians and and it was through that
1: yeah actually it was mostly a saxophone player and a bass player
0: yeah okay okay yeah yeah so bass I mean it, amazing I think yeah
1: <laughs> for that yeah. they when they really know the jazz and the stuff like re- real uh, jazz bass players they are amazing they can teach you and and give you a lot a lot of cues because also they play with a lot of people
0: mm-hmm. that's true yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah so that's really nice yeah
0: okay yeah that's interesting very interesting um yeah the uh be interesting to know just a little bit about because you like I, I said earlier you've got this like quite you've kept on this big sound right that a lot of yeah violinists... the big sound is,
1: yeah the big sound is just uh from my uh, my uh my learning of the violin with the romanian teacher in conservatoire they uh, she 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 thought that yeah the the, the eight weight of the arm Make the sound, and for me, yeah, it's it's uh, it's very important, yeah, mm-hmm. in violins this kind of sound and presence and also the um, when I started to jam, not gypsy jazz but jazz, I had no amplification. That, that's, that's that sounds stupid, but in fact, <laughs> that's kind of what happened. So I had to play very, str- very loud.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, and uh, I did that a lot, in fact, with like a okay. drummer and stuff like that to, and to play really loud. Yeah. And also, again, like Timmy and Rick's kind of style, to very harsh sound and to play loud. So for me, that's really important.
0: Yeah, because I think sometimes people, violinists, if you get if you get used to playing with a pickup or something like that then you might lose a big sound right yeah absolutely. this happened it's very
1: with me difficult have, it's very difficult i think for violin to to have a, a good amplification system and to uh, dpa is nice nice because you have kind of natural sound but, but when you play in clubs or stuff like that it's great does not work
0: yeah i think that is always the issue is basically yeah. if you want to play the violin like you learn the violin or play the violin like the violin has always been played mm-hmm. uh, with that big sound it doesn't really work when you have a pickup because it's it doesn't pickups aren't really meant for they don't sound good with that sometimes it can be really hard absolutely. to find the Very yeah,
1: difficult yeah yeah yeah
0: you have to change your technique like a guitarist right
1: yeah absolutely yeah yeah absolutely
0: mm, okay yeah so but so, yeah uh, I Do think I that there's to not put many my volume
1: a little bit down, you know?
0: Say that again. Sorry,
1: I prefer to put my 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 volume a little bit down, yes. I want to stick in clubs,
0: yeah. Uh,
1: to have a, because I want to, yeah, to keep my technique
0: of my yeah.
1: right hand,
0: yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um. What's uh, what are you up to at the moment? What's uh, what are you working on any projects, musical yeah. projects that you're excited about? Yeah, I'm
1: working on a new quartet uh, that will be uh, exciting, very exciting music, of kind of modern jazz music with um, piano, uh, double bass, and uh, and uh, and uh, hmm uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm composing uh, music, and I think we will record some videos at some point in a few months,
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of quickly. Also, I am playing in a Simba uh band, yeah, and uh, we will also record some stuff this year. And my 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 big uh, yeah my big uh, expectation for this year. If I have two big expectations. Also, it's to found a band of uh, jazz rock music. Oh nice! <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy. If I really like jazz rock, and so <laughs> it, it, it could be really great with you know with keys and and electric guitar. And, yeah. And also. Um, it's been like uh, three, four years. I'm preparing a, a show, and I think I need uh, three or four more years. But I'm preparing a show, a contemporary show, really contemporary, with uh, new instruments. Like, for example, Carlax, It's an instrument, a digital instrument. You know, we that reacts to, uh, with um, with um, the movement. You have a gy- gyroscope using instruments that send information to a computer and you can manipulate electronic sound so I'm working a lot without with this um, yeah. yeah to play to 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 do a show with video uh, and stuff like that in theater in fact yeah
0: okay okay contemporary
1: so, like, composition stuff yeah
0: yeah contemporary 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 music, yeah. contemporary music. amazing mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. fair enough dude that sounds great um, yeah, I mean, if you have actually it'd be interesting to know, this is mm-hmm. a good, this is a question I often ask people is, mm-hmm. do you have like a, first of all, do you have one, uh, one piece of advice that you could give to somebody who is first starting out playing jazz, just if you could only give one piece of advice, <laughs> what would it be?
1: Well, first of all, to listen a lot of jazz music. I think that's really, really, really important. And also to listen du- during sleeping is really kind of interesting because your, your brain is working differently. So it's really interesting to listen to music when you sleep. It's actually mm-hmm. quite good for um, working. Uh, and also to, 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 to jam. To jam a lot with people, with a lot of people, and to play a different styles of music, and I think to not not trying to be uh, puristic in style or stuff like that. If you want to be okay, but not first of all, I think you know to just experimentate stuff and and play with people and jam and listening and. Uh, and also to follow, fun to continue to play even if it's not working, just playing, a fun. Mm.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, what's, give me a give me one of your favorite jazz violin recordings. Something know, that sticks in your mind. For
1: me, uh, what is amazing is a version of. Uh, of nuage, that's kind of classical, but from uh, Stephane Grappelli and um, Oscar Peterson, Joe Pass, and Chopin from the album *Skull*, I, th- I think this version of nuage is the best. Actually, better than the version of Django with even Stefano or, or, or Hubert uh, uh, Rostin. I think this version is exceptional. The introduction of Joe Pass, after you have the the theme of Stefan Grappelli, and after you have this amazing improvisation of Oscar -Oscar Peterson, I think
0: this this is amazing. This is really beautiful. (laughs) I'm gonna check that out. I'm pretty sure I've heard it, but you know what? I can't, I can't, I can't imagine it in my head. So I'm definitely gonna check it out. That sounds, Uh, that's great.
1: Really beautiful. That's piece of art. Wow! And the sound of of Stefan Grappelli it's amazing and it's it's alive (laughs) it's alive and it's it's, it's amazing (laughs) yeah
0: excellent dude thanks so much that's a you know I think we can wrap it up it was a it's perfect perfect little interview nice to chat to you Um, uh, thank you very much you're going to be in Samoa this year
1: yeah for sure nice I will play the eighteen with uh, Simba.
0: Ah, sweet. Okay.
1: Yeah, actually, see, that's incredible. We're playing the first part of uh, Sting concert.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing.
0: Oh, because like, Sting's—that's not part of the somewhat, the, the Django Reinhardt festival now. So just before. Okay. <laughs> but at the same
1: place that's in in um, in Fontainebleau.
0: So you're playing just before Sting.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it done. So It's yeah, a, man.
0: it's amazing. That's and after wicked.
1: that, uh, I will be the, I will be around uh, somewhere during the festival for sure.
0: Excellent, nice. Well, I'll see you there. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening to me and rt chat today, guys. Like I said, it's been a, it's been a I've had a bit of a hiatus from the podcast. But I'm back and uh raring to go. Um like I said, I'm coming out with a book of jazz violin exercises, uh, hopefully quite soon. But other than that, you know, I am just doing my usual thing. I'm in London, I'm playing gigs. I actually have a regular Tuesday gig in Soho at the Piano Bar in Soho. If anybody is ever in London, please hit me up there. I'm pretty much there every week. Thanks so much for listening guys and I will be back with you with another episode next month. Thanks. Thanks. Goodbye.